Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. For those interested in additional resources or services, such as the weekly planners, online planners for Chrome or Outlook, keynotes, live training, coaching, or certification, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. Now, when you listen to an episode that resonates with you, we invite you to share it with your family, friends, and team members so that they can experience the same type of motivation and results in their lives. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It works on Apple, Stitcher, Google, or whatever platform you're using so that you can get a new podcast reminder each week. Now sit back, let's get started, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be today. We are so delighted to have you as part of the show. Thank you for joining us. And as we start in our program today, I just want to let you know, occasionally, over the years, I've invited a guest back, uh, someone that uh, has had a big impact on my life. And I found that that these uh, podcasts are really quite remarkable, and I'm the one that benefits most, usually, um, and that's frequently the way it is. I'd like to tell you about the guest that we have today. He's extraordinary. He's one of the most decorated natural bodybuilders in the world, having achieved the highest honor ever awarded in natural bodybuilding by becoming the sole recipient of the Natural Bodybuilder of the Decade Award. And he has leveraged his 40 years of experience as a 21-time world champion to develop a transformational five-step process of winning that helps to build champion teams of any type. And so we're excited to have Ron Williams with us. Awesome, awesome. Hey, Steve, thank you so much, first of all, for that introduction, and second of all, just for allowing me to be on this podcast, man. Uh, This journey really started for me uh, when I was told about Ron and we were introduced a number of years ago. I'm not sure how long it's been, six years, seven years, somewhere in that range. And we had Ron as a guest on our podcast. And during that podcast session, I said, Ron, I said, you know what? I've been wanting to lose 10 pounds for like about 10 years. And I said, I'll bet some of our listeners can relate in one way or another to that. And as we're all trying to become as fit as we're able to be. And Ron gave, you know, some answers to that. And after the show was over, I said, no, really serious. I I, want to lose 10 pounds. And Ron said, I'll call you tomorrow. And so he called me the next day, said, Steve, good news. You don't have to lose 10 pounds. I was excited. And then he said, you need to lose 25 pounds. (laughs) I thought, oh, man, that's going to be tough. But within and I asked Ron if he would be a coach, a coach to help me. And so uh, I did lose the 25 pounds within uh, just three or four months. Uh, what's quite remarkable is I have kept those pounds off and the things that Ron taught me has transformed 
my fitness level of life, of how I feel about myself, the condition that I'm in. And so I owe a lot to Ron, and I'm grateful to have him to come back and talk today, in part because I wanted to share my experience. I'll tell you a little bit more about Ron. He's devoted his life to educating, inspiring, coaching, and encouraging people, just like me. And as a nationally recognized motivational, inspirational speaker, he is a unique connection with his audience that stems from his own personal journey of physical and spiritual transformation. And the principles that Ron teaches and uses in his own life literally are easy to embrace. They're simple to understand and very effective. His desire is to just equip individuals with the necessary tools to live like a champion. So Ron, on that note, let's dive right into this. Uh, He's a dear friend and someone that I admire. Uh, Tell our listeners, if you will, about your background, including any turning points in your life that's had a significant impact on you. Okay, you mentioned several things about about my life, all of the achievements, well, at least a lot of those achievements, but um, I would say I came from a very humble background where, you know, I, I, I believe that all of us have a story, but, and it's all relative. My story is a little different than everyone else's, I came from a background at three years old. I was dropped off at a babysitter's house. I wasn't given to uh, an orphanage home. I wasn't dropped off at an agency where they could actually find me a home. Uh, I was just dropped off at a babysitter's house, and they just never came back to get me. Found myself in probably 20 different houses before. I won't call them homes because they weren't homes to me. 20 different houses before I was 15 years old went to about 20 different schools. Didn't remember having a toothbrush until I was 18 years old. Uh, as a small child, I was I was beaten, uh, molested, touched, touched in ways that a child should never be touched. And um, I remember the man who was part of raising me, he died and I was eight years old, Steve. And this really, uh, this was a turning point in my life. I, I, I kind of felt like, People didn't like me very much, but he said something as he was on his deathbed. He was about 200 pounds. I watched him shrink down to about 99 pounds. Cancer ate his body up. And as he was laying there on his deathbed, he had a seizure, and I thought he was swallowing his tongue. I find out today that you really can't swallow your tongue. But anyway, he says these words to his wife. He said, raise this boy because nobody loves him. And nobody wants it. And I heard him say those words, Dean. And that did something to me. It rang through my whole soul. So I felt like I was worthless, wasn't worthy of love, wasn't worthy of breathing. And so I became suicidal. You know, a lot of different feelings and emotions. I didn't like my life, didn't love my life. So it made it hard for me to really love or care for anyone else. Uh, everybody that should have loved me seemed like they they left me, Steve. My mother, my father. By the way, Santa Claus never came around on Christmas, so even Santa Claus didn't like this little kid. So, um, you know, that's the way my life started. And then uh, I was illiterate until I was 18 years old. I couldn't read until I was 18. And uh, by the time I was 35, I began to write books. 
and uh, became a college professor. So I always say God has a real sense of humor. But I remember those times in wanting to commit suicide. It was like, if I didn't have to wake up tomorrow, everything would be okay. That was the, uh, the greatest feeling that I had as a youth is not waking up tomorrow. Uh, and so when I, when, I, when I hear of people thinking about suicide or feeling suicidal, I know what that's like. And I want to just say this before I turn it back over to you, Steve, is that suicide doesn't happen because of what you're going through today. Suicide doesn't happen because of what tomorrow is. Suicide happens out of your memory. You remember what yesterday was like, the day before that, years before that. And you say, I don't want to face another yesterday. And so rather than facing another yesterday, I'd rather end it today so tomorrow actually looks better than yesterday. People commit suicide out of yesterday, man, out of their memories. Mm, that's an interesting insight. Ron, how did you make the jump of going from such a, a challenge, very difficult upbringing and youth with all those things happening to getting on a good track. What happened? What was the change? Well, actually, I remember just looking at being born and raised in the ghetto and just not buying into that mentality. It just didn't work for me. I didn't like the way the ghetto looked. I actually went to the military at 18. They had to give me a waiver to get in the military. And, you know, I, I, I went into the military. That started to teach me some discipline. And I came back from the military with the same ghetto mentality. But the thing is, when you're in the ghetto, it's like the gerbil on the wheel. You don't know how to get out. It is a mentality. And um, that mentality, if you don't change your mind, then you won't change the life. There's a lot of things you can change. You can change your shoes, your clothes, your house, your car. But when you change a person's mind, you change a person's life. And so uh, what happened is my mind changed. At the age of 28 is when I learned how to read. And I learned how to read by learning how to read the Bible. My life changed when I started a relationship with God, actually, which led on a lot of spiritual things and a lot of natural things. But it was my mindset that needed to change so that my condition could change. That's when I started to become what I consider uh, successful. And there's a whole thing to that. I want to talk about that in a moment, if, if we could. Okay. Well, we're going to have plenty of time here to, even though this is, <laughs> these podcast things just poof, go like that, uh, let's jump, jump into it. Thank you for the background. And I love hearing about the transformation. And this is what we talk about in Becoming Your Best. When you can capture a vision, an inspiring, passionate, meaningful vision for you and your life, it can change everything. And so being open to that is, is where the seeds can be planted and where they start to grow. And, and that happened to Ron. And I appreciate you sharing that, Ron. That's awesome. Uh, let's talk about fitness uh, for a little while, and then we'll talk about anything else. And it's already been a worthwhile podcast having you share what you have. But I know on top of mind for probably the vast majority of listeners is what, from all of your experience, which is you're one of the very top in the world in uh, fitness and, and thinking about healthiness and longevity, 
what advice do you have to our listeners to maximize their longevity and health? Several, several things that are re- really important is de-stress your life. Whatever, whatever it takes, de-stress your life because 80% of all diseases are stress-related. They come from stress and, um, and inflammation. So if you can get rid of the stress, get rid of the inflammation, you can get rid of disease. And some of the things we can do, uh, it's, it's just realize that life is just life. Life comes with struggles. Life comes with problems. We can't get rid of that, but we can get rid of our thought process on how we handle them. The other thing would be uh, change your, your habits, your, your, your eating habits. If you don't exercise, exercise. Now, exercise, there's two types of exercise. There's your resistance exercise, and there's your cardiovascular exercise. One thing about cardiovascular exercise is it's good to create longevity. So it gives you long life, but resistance training gives you quality of life. So it's really important not just to have a long life, but who wants to have long life with no quality? So the resistance training actually builds strength in your in the muscles, strength in the bones, and it gives you a physical toughness where you can overcome some of the things, even some of the sickness that you have, that um, that we encounter. So it's it's good to have both. You can ward off osteopenia and osteoporosis by exercise, but cardiovascular exercise alone can actually increase and enhance osteoporosis because you're losing weight and it doesn't build density but resistance training builds density in the muscle and the bones so you can ward off osteoporosis by doing the resistance training okay good so you mentioned that we should figure out how to uh, get the stress out of our life Uh, that's one of the things we do well at becoming your best (laughs) three-week planning and, uh, you know, having a vision and a direction that you're going, but doing consistently what matters most by doing pre-week planning and getting that stress out. So you're focusing on the things that matter most, but doing it in a way that you're able to feel at peace about your choices. And you know the things that how you've organized your week are the most important and you have a way to make decisions. So it allows for a much more peaceful life. So uh, you may have some thoughts on that, but I love the fact you said it. And thanks for talking about the exercise, the cardiovascular. Most of our listeners are quite familiar with the, you know, walking, running, swimming, whatever it might be. Tell us more about the resistance training. I know that Ron has helped me with that. At least I I think I'm working on that. Tell us more about that. He introduced me. To, he has some tools that he recommended. I mean, you think about a surgeon, the reason they can do their job is they have the right tools, right? Absolutely. Uh, and the reason that somebody can organize well, pre-week planning, for example, they have the right tools. It's set up to help them. Ron uh, introduced me to something called the Iron Chess Master. Uh, along with the video he did that I think created this resistance training. Can you tell us about that, what it is, give us examples of it, and then we can talk about the diet part. Okay, first thing is the body doesn't respond to weights. The body doesn't respond to um, selector pin machines 
the body doesn't respond to any type of heavy utilized utensils. The body only responds to resistance. If that resistance happens to be dumbbells, barbells, it'll respond to the resistance itself. If it has to be um, happen to be a selector pin machine, it'll respond to that. But the best form of resistance and the most friendly form of resistance is resistance bands. So what we've done, Steve, is we've created some equipment using the res resistance bands because what the resistance bands do, they tie into the joints and they help protect and preserve the joints. And if you use weights, it, you sometimes want to use heavier weights so you get a momentum. With the resistance bands, it takes that desire out and it, uh, there's no use for getting the momentum in using the resistance bands. So we've taken uh, those same concepts and we've developed equipment around that with the total body bar as well as the Iron Chest Master. So you should find that even, you know, when um, therapists, whether they're chiropractors, uh, physical therapists, when they're rehabbing a person, they use the resistance bands because it rehabs and it helps protect the joints. Well, if you can rehab the, if you can rehab with the resistance bands, all you have to do is get heavier resistance bands and you can strengthen and you can build using those resistance bands. The next thing that's really important is each one of the muscles are attached to a joint. So you have to consider the joint as well as the muscle. If you don't, you will damage the joint and the muscle will grow and once that uh, joint starts developing pain and starts developing chronic pain, you can no longer build the muscle because you can't use the joint. So you want to protect those joints. You want to consider the joints so that you um, maximize your, your fitness and you're really getting what you want. You want to be healthy and you want to be, uh, you want to keep that muscle strong. Okay. Well, my friends who are listening in today, you're listening from one of the very best in the entire world on this. Like he knows what he's talking about. I love it. And so these are a few, just a few things that you can do to create greater longevity and also health and strength. And so good tips, Ron. I uh, just uh, two days ago, Ron, one of Ron's, Ron's uh, videos that he has for exercise is a 30-minute uh, video. I, I just did it again two days ago. One of the things I love about it and I'm not trying to promote it. I mean, when you have a, a good idea, a, an idea that's grounded, it's something that you want to share. One of the things I like about this uh, exercise is it exercises every part of my body. And so it takes the uh, cardio together with the resistance, and it does every muscle group that there is with the resistance. So uh, I, I love it, and it's very helpful. And I feel better today than I did 10 years ago. Uh, so I appreciate that, Ron. Uh, can you talk about, uh, you've often told me also another key component is having the right kind of diet. Do you mind taking a couple of minutes on that? Absolutely, Steve. One thing about nutrition is everybody's a little bit different. So there's no really, there's no diet that you can really cookie cut and give to everyone. It's best to find out, you know, because if I gave, if you gave me a diet that had okra in it, 
that diet wouldn't work for me because I cannot eat okra. I, I would, if I could, I would, but it, it just, it turns my stomach. So we have to find out what's healthy, what in that healthy line of food can you eat? Do you like eating? Because if you eat really, really well for three months, that's not going to really benefit you long term. So we want to develop something that's going to be long lasting. And with our kids, what we've done is we've trained their taste buds. So, you know, uh, 200 years ago, they didn't have Oreo cookies. They didn't have Captain Crunch. They didn't have tricks are for kids. You know, I, I know a lot of adults eat tricks are for kids, too. They didn't have those types of what we call food. I call food like substance. They didn't have that back then, but they still, but we still survived. So we train our taste buds. Some things that we don't like. I at one time, Steve, I didn't like vegetables. This was my thought, and it's from where I, how I was raised and um, where I came from. I thought vegetables they would give you a salad, so they could fill you up, so that you couldn't get the real stuff that you wanted. You know, I wanted the salad, <laughs> potatoes. Here you are giving me a salad, so I can't eat much of that. So I would skip the salad, the greens, and go straight to the steak and potatoes and eat as much of that as I could. But that's a thought process and a mentality. I didn't understand the, um, the nutrients that I was going to get out of those vegetables. So with diet and nutrition, it's good to to make sure that you eat from all of the food groups. The essential fatty acids are essential. They are so important for so many aspects, things we don't even think about. They lubricate your joints. It takes fat to lose fat. So you need that, not the saturated fat, the essential fats, the carbohydrates, the number one source of energy that the body desires. But there's good carbs and there's bad carbs. Uh, protein. The same thing, we want to make sure we get protein. Uh, the proteins are what are broken down into amino acids to actually facilitate the muscles. All of our hormones are made up of protein. All of our enzymes in our bodies are made up of protein. So we need a good combination of the carbs, the protein, and the fats together to make up a good uh, nutrition plan. But we look at our body composition and we say, what do I want done to my body composition? Do I want to decrease fat? Do I want to build muscle? Do I want more definition? And we design a nutrition plan around our exercise program, and that's the best way to do it individually. That's what I do with my clients, Steve. Okay, and I will never forget, Ron taught me that uh, very early on when we met before, uh, anytime you eat, have those three things in your meal, protein, carbohydrates, and essential fatty acids. I think you gave the example to me, Ron, and I've really tried to remember it. You can correct this if I'm wrong, but if you eat an apple just by itself, the it takes 20 minutes for the body to digest and it goes right to, is it uh, glucose or fat? What is it? Yeah. If you eat the if, if you eat the carbohydrate by itself, depending on what type of carb it is, if it's a, a complex carb, it takes an hour. If it's a, a simple carb, it only takes 20 minutes to digest and absorb. That spikes the blood sugar level, which causes, you know, that's where we get diabetes from, the high glycemic carbohydrates. 
But if you eat a protein and a, uh, if you eat a protein and a fat with it, it lowers it on the glycemic scale so that it doesn't spike the blood glucose level. Because the 20 minutes it takes for that carbohydrate uh, to digest and absorb, it takes two hours for protein and four hours for that essential fatty acid. You combine them together and it slows the carbohydrate down from spiking the blood glucose level. Okay, so I've never forgotten that. And, I, and then he said, and then it goes directly to metabolism. And uh, I love it. So that is an easy thing to remember. And yeah. then Ron said, try to have your simple carbohydrates in the morning and your complex carbohydrates in the afternoon. And okay, good discussion. These, these are the foundational things. Uh, Ron, one of the things that I admire that I know you've had to do, and you've talked about it on the program today, is in order to accomplish what you have, it takes discipline. Yes. And in order for each of us who are listening today to have habits that creates greater longevity and health, which translates into more energy and and really happiness and you feel better emotionally, that too takes discipline. So can you, what, what have you learned uh, that helps you to be disciplined? How can we do that? What do you recommend? Okay, one thing, Steve, I think um, as, a, as a youth, I developed a tremendous amount of willpower, which is a good thing, but it's also a not so good thing. And, and, and I'll explain why, because see, in order to start anything that's going to be positive or different than what you've always done and the habits that you've already built, it requires willpower to initiate that. So many times what happens is we'll go and we'll hear somebody like yourself speak and it inspires us and it motivates us. And we say, I'm going to change now. I'm going to, I'm going to change. And it's going to require willpower. Where one side of my brain goes off, it shuts down. Um, happy hormones stop being secreted. Cortisol <laughs> begins to start. Uh, cortisol is secreted. And I'm using my willpower. And willpower is like a muscle. You use the willpower, you use it, and it gets tired. And all of a sudden, you're frustrated, you're irritable, and you say, in your mind, you know, if I could just go off this diet plan or if I could just go back to what I used to do, I wouldn't feel this way. Well, the moment you go and you eat that thing you're not supposed to eat because it was a habit to you, your brain turns back on, you release those endorphins and it endorses the bad behavior. And then once that bad behavior has been endorsed, then you look in the mirror and you say, but I don't like what I see. It starts this vicious cycle. So when it comes to willpower, willpower eventually will wear out. So when we're using our willpower, we've got to look long term and say, how can we, how can we turn this willpower into lifestyle? One of the best things to do is to get as much information because in order to change a thought, the best way to change a thought is replace it with another thought that's stronger and that's bigger. And so now that I realize that what I'm eating, I see all of the negativity of what I'm eating is doing to my body. 
And now I'm getting this new information about if you eat this, this is what's going to happen. So I'm studying this new information. I'm feeling really good about this new information. And then I start to develop some positive triggers around this new information. For me, like with um, exercise, most people don't know this. I don't think I've ever told you this, but I've never really loved exercise, Steve. <laughs> never really loved it. What I loved, what I loved most was winning. Yeah, I love to win. So I would exercise because it required the exercise to win. And then when I stopped competing, what am I competing for now? You know, so I had to change my mindset and start thinking about every person that I work with. I vicariously can win through their lives. Every person that I speak to and I stand on stage, I've got to look a certain way to represent who I am. I can win by being who I am. So I change in my mind. It's all about the way I think. And so if I can change my, convert my willpower into a lifestyle long enough, and then I have these positive triggers. I have certain things that I like. So there's a drink that I really, really love. And I can't have this drink till after I finish my workout. So that's a positive trigger. When you get up in the morning, what clothes do you have set beside your bed? Do you have your work clothes, your suit, uh, your nice clothes, or do you have your exercise clothes? So that takes away me having to use my willpower. I wake up in the morning, I look over, I see my tennis shoes, my workout clothes. That's what I put on because I've already decided to work out. So we develop these positive triggers. Uh, did you know this, Steve, that with cows, that if you have a barbed wire fence, and you put the barbed wire fence there for the cows not to cross over to the other property, they will tear that barbed wire fence down, they'll get tangled up in the barbed wire, and they'll kill themselves with the barbed wire. But if you put an electrical fence there, they'll touch that fence one time, and they'll never go towards that fence again. Because there's a parameter, and there's a, there's a trigger there. They know as soon as I pass this point, I'm going to get electrocuted. I mean, it's strange how that works. Well, we can set those same type of triggers up in our lives where as soon as I hit the certain point, I back off because I know the repercussions of it. Okay. Well, good. Well, I, I had a guest on. He had played in uh, professional basketball for nine seasons, and I loved it when we were talking about this subject, uh, willpower, discipline. And he said, here are the words I think of, discipline produces confidence and confidence produces success. And that's really a lot of what Ron's talking about today. Well, I cannot believe we're at the end of our show, Ron. Wow. 30 minutes have passed. And, and so before we wrap up today, what final tips would you like to give our listeners? And then I'd like to have you share how people can find out about what you're doing. Okay. What I would like to share is this, is that, um, Becoming successful, Steve, what, it, what does it take to become successful? Before, you know, I mentioned it at the beginning, I didn't become successful until, until I made those shifts and changes. What is real success? Success to me is different than what other people may describe it to be. Success to me is finding out why you were born and then beginning to do that. That may not mean being uh, a person that has $40 million. It may not mean that. That may not be what you were 
born to do. But when you find out what you were born to do and you do it, that's where success is. If you don't, I call that person and I call myself for many years an imposter. I was an imposter for many, many years. And what creates imposters are words and experiences and things that we go through. It shifts us from our original intention. We have a God-given uh, purpose. And when things start to happen to us in our lives, we're born, we're headed for this purpose, and little bit by little bit, you get hurt or injured, it starts to slowly take you off purpose, you become insecure, fearful, all these things begin to happen, it throws you off purpose, and then you're heading in a direction that you were never intended to go in because of your fears. I was afraid to speak. I was an imposter because I was born to say stuff. I was born to be in front of people, but I was afraid because of my insecurities and fears. And until I got rid of those things, I was an imposter. Sometimes we hide behind food, Steve. Food, we eat our feelings and our emotions, and that causes us to be overweight, unhealthy, and uh, part of an imposter. We're hiding ourselves. And so when we can get rid of those things, then we begin to see who we really are, and we can get rid of that imposter. Okay. Well, that's great, uh, great advice. I love it. It's been a delight to have you with us, Ron. Uh, tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and, and what you're doing. Well, we have Ron Williams Facebook. We have ronwilliamschampion.com where our equipment and books and stuff like that. And Ron Williams Speaks. If you ever want me to speak, hey, ronwilliamspeaks.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so ronwilliams.com is the kind of the major one? ronwilliamschampion.com. Oh, that's it. Okay, ronwilliamschampion.com. Yes, All right, sir. well, there you have it. We've had Mr. Ron Williams with us today. Mr. Universe, loved uh, seeing you. Grateful for you, my friend. You're such an awesome guy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Thanks, man. God bless you. Okay, same. And to our listeners, we, we've uh, privileged to have you with us. And I, I, I'm sure that you've picked up some ideas that can be helpful in your life. We're so grateful for you and the fact you're working on becoming your best. Uh, and the very fact you're doing that, uh, and it's, we, we fall, you know, we have failures, we have challenges. Someone said today, if you're not failing, you're not trying. Well, I guarantee as listeners, you're trying and uh, you inspire us. So wishing you a great day. This is Steve Schallenberger, your host, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Your Best podcast. If there was something in this podcast that you felt would be helpful for a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, we invite you to share this podcast with them now while you're thinking about it. Also, remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now for additional resources and tools, such as how to join our monthly P performance coaching program, or how to get certified as a trainer or coach or schedule a workshop or keynote, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and a great week.